So, uh, what are we on? Day 12 now. So, Caravan of Courage, yeah? That's what we're doing today? So, I, I did think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Matt no. Amendor. I get you. No, that's fair, fair shout, fair shout. A lot of people said the holiday special. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are very wrong. <laughs> I think people like to torture us. That's what it really is. I don't think it's anything to do with us watching it other than them having to listen to us survive although, or not survive although, watching. Hot take. There is at least one film that we've watched over the course of this show where I would rather watch the holiday special than that show episode. Uh, I will leave it to people to decide which one that was. Oof. Okay. So we're back. We're here. This is the last day. And because we're not watching uh, any of the kind of offbeat, off-brand uh, main Star Wars films, yep. I was thinking we should just... All of the Star Wars TV media. So we're going to do everything. We're going to do Clone yep. Wars, Rebels, all at once. Mandalorian, Book of <coughs> Boba Fett, Ahsoka, um, Droids, the Ewoks cartoon. Uh, Visions. Does, does, does Visions, Tales of the Jedi. There's, 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 there's a lot of fucking Star Wars out there, isn't there? There is. So my thinking was we keep it to the films. Um, and I've got 12 questions, basically. We can go through okay. these 12, 12, 12 points um, related to what we've just done and kind of cap it off in a nice way um, or not. And, you know, that's it's it's the start of January. The festivities are well and truly over. And uh, there's been a, yeah. there's been a distinct lack of massive arguments over the course of this podcast series. So hopefully in this episode, we can finally have a blazing row, uh, as is tradition when any discussion about Star Wars takes place. Um, before, before we do, you, you do your questions, and, I and again, I don't know if this is one of the questions or not, but I, I just thought I'd ask, overall, as a, as a project, as a, as a thing that we have done, thoughts? I've had fun doing the project, and, you know, I like a good project. Uh, I'm not sure I can say I enjoy the Star Wars films as a whole. I'm not Something's sure. changed about Star Wars, hasn't it? And, and this isn't just the kind of, you know, boomery, oh, when I was a kid thing. But but fundamentally, something about Star Wars has changed in... It used to be special. Like, it was, it was, it was an event. And now it's just another blockbuster. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think... I think <clears throat> even my most loved films from this saga they're quite difficult to watch in isolation because mm-hmm. of the nature of the universe that has been created. And that means I don't go back and rewatch my favourite ones because it's quite difficult to just go back and watch your favourite ones. And with the exception of Rogue One, which is one of my favourites, because that is a standalone, that was the point, um, I am so mortally disappointed and upset by what they then went to do with things it's kind of ruined the films that I do love which one specifically uh, when you say it's ruined the ones that you do love oh The Last Jedi like okay. it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's a great movie and I, I I mean I think we all heard me say fuck this movie repeatedly to Rise of Skywalker but it's such to have such good narrative storytelling to then have it completely fall off a cliff it's so unsatisfying I mm. felt very when we came to the end of the Skywalker saga, I felt quite unsatisfied by its conclusion. Uh, I know, shock. But there was no... Yeah, that's it. They've done it. And as, as we said, there's loads and loads and loads of media across the rest of the, the Star Wars universe. 
but that's where they've ended the films. Yeah, I, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker fails both as, in my opinion, as the summation of its trilogy <clears throat> and of the saga as a whole. So it kind of doubly fails. <laughs> and I think as we, I found it particularly noticeable in the sequels where we'd say things like, oh, but that's explained in a book or that's in a TV show or that's in a comic or in a video game tie-in, a third party video game tie-in. And I felt that was less so with the prequels in the original series where we had, you know, there was expanded universe stuff and there's always book tie-ins. That's like a whole whole industry and some of them are great, but you didn't need them to follow the story. And now with the sequels you did to really mm. get the story or to... They've used kind of secondary media to fill in the plot holes is how it feels. You mean mystery boxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's... Oh, I'm, I, this is going to sound awful saying it and I hate saying it but I feel Star Wars has become a victim of consumerism <laughs> or a victim it's of capitalism about, it's, it's very much about content rather than storytelling now isn't it yeah and I was hoping that I wouldn't come away with that feeling I was hoping that I'd come away still really loving Star Wars and I love some of Star Wars and I love the the way it was my entry into so many new and different worlds as a child and how it was really kind of my start in a lot of fantasy and science fiction, as it was for millions of others. But I'm not sure I have that same feeling about it now. I'm not sure if I was a child now, if it would feel as special as it did when I was a child, just yeah. because it is now everywhere. You know, it was special in... The, the the prequel which was when I was a child you know to have the star, there were Star Wars toys everywhere but it was still special to have them I didn't have them but you know and that's not the case anymore it's just it's just everywhere everywhere no no I, th I think that's fair uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily just the film's fault I, I think that also reflects the media landscape that we're in now absolutely but, absolutely yeah. that is the media landscape as much as anything else Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah, as you say, uh, a victim of its own success, as it were. But uh, you threatened me with 12 questions uh, for this episode. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm guessing there's no jingle or anything like that. So uh, uh, f fire away. Spin that wheel. Ooh, okay. So first one, which you may need to come back to, but I'm going to say, okay. uh, watch order. What order should people watch these films in? Ah, oh, well, you see, I, I, I've already given that some thought because uh, we, we've, we've mooted it earlier on. And, and I will caveat this by saying in my response, if I was to sit down and I wanted to watch the Skywalker saga, and, and, and I view that as the core story of Star Wars, at least the films, what order would I watch them in? Uh, and I would watch them in thus order. Uh, and, and just, I'm, I'm not including uh, Solo or Rogue One in this because I'm just looking at the, the Skywalker saga. I would watch uh, A New Hope slash Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and then Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And I wouldn't bother with one, two, or nine. That is how I think I will consume this saga in the future. Because if you go, it's kind of a revised machete order. I think if you go that way, you get the introduction of Luke Skywalker, you've got, you've got, 
you know, your classic Star Wars story, your, your adventure. You've got Empire Strikes Back, which is fantastic. You have the reveal that, no, Luke, I am your father. Then you have a flashback to basically how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader without having to deal with all the incelly bollocks. Plus, it kind of takes away the, the Clone Wars ultimately is about trade disputes. Uh, and then you come back for Return of a Jedi. And if I could get away with leaving out The Force Awakens, I would do. But I don't think you can do The Last Jedi without The Force Awakens. But I do think The Last Jedi gives you a great place to stop the story, the saga. I completely agree with that that is the exact order i had written down um i think you can i think that reframes it not as a palpatine saga which is essentially what we have now i know they call it the skywalker saga but it's not it's about how palpatine manipulated the skywalkers and ultimately was defeated by nobody um you mean his granddaughter <clears throat> yeah, uh, so it's 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 a Palpatine saga, uh, not a Skywalker saga, and I think reframing it to the only one I would add in is um, Rogue uh, Rogue One before Star Wars um, to give some some wider context. But I think that's very take or leave, if that makes mm. sense. Um, but I think you're right. I think starting with Star Wars and then Empire, you get Luke, and it frames it as Luke's story, which is what it originally was. Um, or Luke and Leia, I guess, but predominantly Luke. Um, yeah. Then you go back and learn the backstory of Darth Vader. Excellent. Um, that is and doing still... it with, doing it with just Revenge of a Sith as well. Like I said, Anakin is so bad in Attack of the Clones. He he. Going back to is Anakin Skywalker redeemable? I mean, okay, the, the murder of the younglings is very bad, but honestly, it's just his performance in Attack of the Clones. It's the most irredeemable thing he does. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, <laughs> And I think, yeah, going, I think there's a lot of problems with Revenge of the Sith, um, especially with the way Padme is treated. But hey, she's only in one film, so it's not the end of the world at that point. Um, then you go back to Return of the Jedi, uh, which, you know, and then, yay, they win, woohoo. And then Force Awakens, these are the new heroes. Luke's missing, dun dun dun. Han Solo dies. And then The Last Jedi, I think, is a good place to end it. You know, it's up to Luke, it's up to Leia and the remains of the resistance to go forth and continue the story and it's just that final shot of the boy with the using the force to pull the broom over it, it's that suggestion of hope and that exactly. the force will continue and the galaxy will continue and, and yeah I don't need everything kind of wrapped up in a nice little bow that is a good ending for the saga on a, on a note of hope yep I think I think that's that's fine I think you could um, add the solo movie in if you really wanted to um I just don't know where you'd put it. And Han Solo, I think for me, watching through all this again, Han Solo is not a... not. I know he's one of the three main leads, but this is really Luke Skywalker's... The yeah. originals especially, they are focused on Luke Skywalker. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are uh, still, you know, the, the top tier, top list actors, but they're definitely not the lead. Luke Skywalker is the lead. It is his trilogy. Well, you um, know, people talk about the hero's journey... It is Luke's journey, is that hero's journey. And, exactly. and that's, that, that's the saga we're going on. And I know they've tried to reframe it since as the Skywalker saga or Anakin's story, but, but it's really Luke's story. And everything in the prequels is just adding context for when we get to Luke's story. And everything we get in the sequels uh, is, I, I think it suffers because it loses sight of that. Exactly. And I don't think that's... I think it's right to have moved on to new people or a new generation. You know, you want your you want your 
however many billion, $11 billion they spent on Star Wars? Or was it $4 billion? However much Disney spent on it. You know, you want your investment to cash out. Fair enough. That's the world which, we live in. Which it in. did after the first film, but that's besides the point. Well, yeah, beside that. <laughs> um, you know, but what do you, what do you want? And actually, I think what we found is the stories away from the Skywalkers are by far the more interesting ones that are being told, you know, and away from that key narrative of of Luke and, and everything else. So I think we could, I think you could have had those six, seven films, is it? Six films. Uh, one, two, six, yeah, films. six films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those six films, possibly with a, with um, Rogue One to make it seven at the start if you wanted. And then I think that still gives you space for the Ahsoka series and Rebels and even the Clone Wars series kind of still works there because it's it's just building on what you already have in Return of the Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I think that the Clone Wars series uh, does a much better job of fleshing out Anakin Skywalker as a character and why someone you should care about when you get to uh, Revenge of the, uh, Return of the Jedi and everything uh, far better than Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace did. But then it had however many hours to do it. I mean, just the final series of the Clone Wars alone is, is, is spectacular. Although that's more on Ahsoka, but that's besides the point. It's cool. I like it. Okay, do we feel we're done with watch order? Have we have we set out the watch order for Star Wars as it should be forevermore? Well, as, as, as always, this is our personal view. So if, if, if you're someone who decides that their preferred watch order is they want to sit down and watch The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then jump to the Rise of Skywalker, maybe throw Solo in there, we're not going to judge you. We are. But, you know, you do you. I think there's elements you could take out of um, A Phantom Menace to make like a 30-minute short about the childhood of Anakin Skywalker. If you wanted to, but uh, yes, that, that, yeah. that's, 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 uh, I know someone did it. They did that a while ago, didn't they? They did a, a, a machete cut of a Phantom Menace where they, they removed a ton of Jar Jar. It was all black and white, and it was very well received. Can't remember who did it, but those things exist out there. As I said on the Rogue One one, my preferred way to watch Rogue One is the Maple Films cut, which is basically just the Battle of Scarif of John Williams music, and it's fucking awesome. Okay, next question. Okay. Best film in the series, as in best cinematic narrative film. Not the most Star Wars film, that's the next question. What is the best film in this series? Uh, Starting out this project, I was convinced I was going to say it was The Last Jedi, because I do love that film. And I think cinema, from a cinematic standpoint, from a production standpoint, from everything, I, I think that um, The Last Jedi is a masterpiece. But having just gone through and watched all this, I'm going to give it to Empire Strikes Back. I I think Empire Strikes Back might edge The Last Jedi out for me right now. It just does it so well. It, it, It knows exactly what it's trying to do. It knows the story it's trying to tell. And as we said at the time when we did that episode... Empire, more than anything else, made Star Wars what Star Wars is today. Yeah, Empire is the one that set up Star Wars to be what it is. New Hope is a great story on its own, but Empire... I think Empire visually, and I'm sure I said this at the time, Empire visually is is where I expect Star Wars to be. Mm-hmm. And it's great. <laughs> um, for me, I can't actually decide between... Uh, the two you've mentioned, ironically, in yeah, terms of... Yeah, it's The Last of, Jedi and Empire, isn't it? <laughs> and I feel, I feel the reason I can't uh, decide between the two is because they're made 40 years apart. And yes. just uh, 
style and and cinema works differently between those two. I think it's an unfair. I can't pick it's one not, of the two. It's an unfair question you've asked me here, Rachel. <laughs> I don't, well, yeah. It's, I always think it's like people say, um, who's better, like a, a footballer from the 1960s, you know, the best footballer from the 1960s or the best footballer from from 2024, 23. Um, like, oh, it's well, the gymnastics gold medal, well, isn't it? You know, when someone shows you, here's someone winning a gold medal in like the 1950 gymnastics and here's someone in the 2012 Olympics. And it's just like, I mean, even I could do the one for the... Uh, 1950s one. <laughs> no, no, calm down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's unfair. I find it unfair to try and um, I can't put, it, put those two basically are the yeah. both, but cinematically the best admit for me. Um, and then it's Rogue One very closely afterwards, very very closely afterwards. You see, I, I disagree on the Rogue One one, but that's just look. We did a whole episode about that, and that's just me personally. I, I, I still maintain Rogue One. I think the last forty-five minutes of that are near perfection, um, but the first two thirds of the film are a bit muddled. But we're not going to relitigate that at this point. Okay, so that's best film. What is the most Star Wars film? The best Star Wars film, the one that sums up Star Wars as Star Wars the most for you. Well, well I, I feel there's no surprise to anyone who's listened to anything that I've ever done. But for me, it's Revenge of the Sith. Uh, uh, and while a, a strong case could be made for Star Wars, not New Hope, Star Wars, as being the most Star Wars film because you know it's called Star Wars, uh, and kicked it off, and it was the one when George Lucas probably had the most freedom to to make. Um, his Flash Gordon TV serial one. I think with Revenge of the Sith, it has all of the elements of a 1930s Flash Gordon serial. You've got Ian McDermott chewing all of the scenery all over the place. Uh, you've got high stakes. You've got action. You'll have the tragedy of Darth Plagueis for wise. I thought not. Uh, I, I love it. Uh it's got the melodrama in there as well. It's even got the stupid cheese that makes no sense. She's lost the will to live. Uh, that's that's pure 1930s sci-fi serial for me. So uh, for, for me, it's Revenge of the Sith. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, but for, I, I cannot give it to Revenge. I'd like to because I think you're right in... Almost everything you'd like you said. to, because I'm right, but but nevertheless, <laughs> no, no, I'd like to, but I cannot get over the way that film treats the women in it and how poorly the woman, the, the woman um, in it. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> I cannot that choice those those style those directing choices of how she is portrayed to me cannot be how women are how women are portrayed in Star Wars. That is not so because of that, and purely because of Padme's treatment in that film, which admittedly is better than the than Attack of the Clones. Um, but still, I, I feel it cannot be the Star Wars film, the one that epitomizes Star Wars the most for me because of that, because Star Wars treats its women better than that most of the time. So based on that, I'm actually going to go for Return of the Jedi. I mean, it, it treats its women better than that most of the time. Or rather, it treats the woman better than that most of the time because there's only one woman in the galaxy at any one time, generally speaking. Well, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I just just the way the way they treat women in that, I I cannot. I mean, it's an I interesting cannot. choice going Return of a Jedi. Obviously, you have the the infamous scene where Leia is forced to be a sex slave for for Jabba, and then later but on then when she, she encounters, him. Uh, well, it's a sex game that's gone wrong, uh, and and then later on when. Um, 
in the Ewoks village decides to to drop the commando gear for a lovely little dress they just happen to have lying around there. Um, but okay, yeah, it's fair enough. But for me, that's the that's the the hammy stuff. That's the the woman's changed outfit because she's in it. You know that for me, that is the bit that sums up the the melodrama and the silliness or helps with it. And for all I don't like Yubnub and the end shot with the Ewoks bit. Um, I think again, that's that's an age thing. Um, I think that that does epitomise Star Wars. It's silly. It's it's about a resistance and a rebellion beating the big evil empire, and that happens. And you get the Willy. Rachel, you're breaking my heart. (laughs) You're making a choice, and I can't follow. (laughs) No. 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 Well. Well, we've disagreed on something. There you go, you see? Excellent. Yeah, as, 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 as is the spirit of the season. <laughs> I'm now going to go make a four-hour YouTube video about why you're wrong. Oh, um, that's fine. I look forward to it. I'll give it precisely one view. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best era of Star Wars films? So, for clarification, we're talking prequel era? Yep. Empire era? Or, I'm guessing, First Order slash Resistance era, yes? We're talking originals? Prequels, yeah. sequels. Okay, and 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 what's what's your uh, qualifier for best? Uh, what do you think is the best? Uh, well, you tell me what what best is qualifying is. Like, well, I... well the, the best for me is going to be what, what do I enjoy the most? Okay, and, what, and, what and do as you enjoy the most? Well, based on that, it's going to be the originals. I think overall, I have more enjoyment out of the original trilogy than either the prequels or the sequel films and although the prequels are much more visually interesting and dynamic um, I I once heard Adam Savage describe the best way to watch the prequel uh, films is in a different language with the subtitles off and that's fair because they're wonderful to look at but the dialogue and the script and the plot is it's not great and with uh, the, the, uh, the sequel trilogy again very, very pretty, but very derivative. And Rise of Skywalker does make me very angry. So on, on the basis of that, I'm going to go with the, the classic era. Plus, under that aegis, you also get things like the Mandalorian and everything going on there. So, you know, you, you no, need classics. No, no, I'm talking about the, the actual physical film. So which which set of films? Not, not oh, there's the well, Mandalorian the in there. I just said it. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, and the and the TV series is set in that point. No, so I you, no, you just said eras, and in the era of it is the original trilogy, you also get the Mandalorian. Okay, fair enough. And a token. Yeah. I really want to say the sequels, but I absolutely can't. I want to say the sequels because there's one really, really good film, but mm-hmm. the others are so bad... And I can watch The Force Awakens, but I cannot watch Rise of Skywalker. It is an unwatchable film. So I have to discount the sequels because of Rise of Skywalker. Pretty much the same reason I did it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the prequels, yeah, they've got a lot of, you know, that, that was when I was a child and everything else. But as you say, they are, they're, they're, they're not good. They're not, they're, George Lucas had all the money in the world and no one to tell him no. And that was the problem. And that was a problem. Um, visually a problem. Uh, scripturally a problem. Narratively a problem. Just generally a problem. We're both agreeing the, the, the original series is, is the best yes, era? Yes, yes. Yes, we're, we're back oh. to unity. After, after that mild disagreement, we're back to unity. <laughs> okay, this one, this one we might disagree on. Uh, yes. Best track or best score, best musical piece 
per set of three mil- three films. So just the films. So just the the, the original prequel. I mean, that's really difficult, uh, mostly because I, I don't actually know a lot of the tracks from um, the sequel era. I, I mean, I would say for the prequels, uh, the temptation of is to say Jewel of the Fates, but I'm actually going to go with Battle of Heroes from Revenge of the Sith. No, ooh, oh, no, or, or do I do the intro track from Revenge of the Sith? Because I love those drums and the way it kind of morphs into the Star Wars. Fi- ooh, yeah. For me, I'm actually going to go with the opening track from Revenge of the Sith because I just love those drums. Uh, very, very cool. But second for me is Battle of Heroes. In the original trilogy, I'm probably going to go with the asteroid chase from Empire. Okay. Although close second is the Emperor's Throne Room from Return of a Jedi because I love the vocal piece which bikes up when Luke goes, No! And then starts wailing on Vader. Um, and from the sequel trilogy because it's the only track from the sequel trilogy I can remember at all therefore by process of elimination must be the best I'm going to go with Ray's theme because I can't remember any other okay fair, fair enough fair enough. controversial choices uh, possibly even lazy choices who knows um, how dare you call me out with these questions that you gave me literally <laughs> 30 seconds before we started recording <laughs> you, could have, you could have taken some time you could have taken some time it's fine I can edit um, I think uh, I've got two for the prequel series. Um, well, tough. You can uh, have one. <laughs> well, I'm torn between uh, Battle of the Heroes um, mm-hmm. because it is a really good track, <laughs> and it's got, it's got bits of Jewel of the Fates in it as well. So you kind of you kind of double dip yeah, in, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but secondly, I'm actually going to go for the music from the chase scene through Coruscant in episode two it's the only good thing in that movie yeah it's a really good it's got high energy you know it's got anakin they're chasing a bounty hunter it's through the city i don't know it's just it's a it's a driving track um Hmm. and it's just yeah it's good it's disappointed neither of us have gone with any jizz no no jizz today okay fair (laughs) i mean admittedly i've gone for a track that's 11 minutes long so okay. you know, it's it's pretty long. It's, it's, there's got to be something you like in eleven minutes. Um, you hope so. You hope so. Um, I'm amazed you didn't go for the Anakin, the bit where Anakin is betrayals. Um, you know, the Order sixty six piece of music. It's, it's a good it's a good bit of music as well. But I love the drums at the beginning of Avenger of a Sith to the point where I went out and bought the soundtrack for Avenger of a Sith when it came out, and I was pissed that that track's not on there. So then I had to go and get the extended edition of the track which does have it on there. But that opening sequence, you know, you, you got these war drums beating and then you get the shot of the two fighters going by and it whizzes along the surface of that Star Destroyer and then the music kind of jumps up into like the, the, the hero music from the Clone Wars and that's just cool. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my second is the Assassin Chase through Coruscant. Uh, but it is 11 minutes long, so, mm, you know, yeah. uh, listen to it at your own uh, at your own pace. Um, the or original, si- <laughs> Yeah, or Peril. Uh, the sequels, um, my favourite piece of music from the sequels, and I think it's actually one of my favourite pieces of music in Star Wars at all, um, is March of the Resistance. Possibly slightly overused, um, because they then start to use it every time the, the Resistance turn up. It's John Williams at his absolute best. Uh, in in the sequel series and he it kind of reflects the imperial theme quite nicely um it's got the drums it's got the horns it builds it's just it's a really 
it's a really complex, good piece of music that it makes you feel something. It makes you feel like, yeah, they're going to get them. And then you realise you're watching Rise of Skywalker um, and you want to gouge your own eyes out. But the music's nice. Yes. No, no, I, I'm, I'm good with it. What was your... What was your 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 addition? Original trilogy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh uh, so ha, did you just do the original trilogy one, or have you still? Got to oh, do no, that? no. You said you had one to add in. So no, no, I've got one to add, but I'll add it at the end when you finished all three of yours. Because because. Oh, okay. I'll explain oh. when we get there. I'll explain when we get there. Okay, explain <laughs> when we get there. I mean, the temptation is to go for the Imperial March. Yeah, um, I, and I didn't because I thought you couldn't have a go at me for being too obvious there. But yeah. it is. All it's a banging Wars, track for a reason. <laughs> it is all the Star Wars main theme. But the again, Force theme is great. I, is the, problem, the problem with the Star Wars main theme is Rise of Skywalker's ruined that for me. How come? Well, in that final bit where all of the fleets arrive and they oh, yeah, play and the Star Wars it. main theme, mm. and it's just so out of place. It just really annoys me. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so actually, I'm going to go for Princess Leia's uh, piece of music. That's uh, a great choice. Yeah, absolutely. Which is played again in the sequels in really subtle and nice ways and it ties in really nicely with her Han and uh, Han and Princess Leia's kind of love piece of music that also exists um, but yeah I really like uh, Leia's theme it's just it's different yeah no no it's, it's, it's a great theme and absolutely uh, very much worthy so, so give me one... your, your extra your extra edition I, I, I would I, I put it for court uh, I, I would like to enter it for consideration the music from the first trailer for The Force Awakens, which I, I love that bit of music because it's a medley of like all of the main kind of classic themes from Star Wars and it kind of whizzes through them and, it, and it's updated and it's modern and, and there was so much potential and love in that piece of music that I, I downloaded that track and I actually added it onto my copy of the... Um, the Force Awakens soundtrack because it's so good. I, I would like to, I would like to just at, at least have it as a, a honourable mention is the trailer music from The Force Awakens as as a absolutely amazing piece of John Williams Star Wars music. And not just because the trailer gives you so much hope for this amazing movie that never <sighs> never existed. Oh, so so much so much hope, and it's so annoying. Um, I will I will allow you to have that piece of music you. because you know it's it's. It's it's the end of the project. You've been good. You know, you can have it as a treat. You can have an extra piece of music that wasn't part of the original parameters as a treat. Okay. Well, and while, while we're on the topic, then, so so we, we've all said uh, our favourite John Williams pieces of Star Wars music. Um, favourite non-John Williams piece of Star Wars music. Ha ha. See, Ooh. I can throw I can throw Ooh. questions to you without any warning. You're gonna you're gonna say the Mandalorian theme tune, right? No, I'm not. Although the oh. Mandalorian does have some amazing music in there. And on, I'm surprised neither of us went with anything from uh, Rogue One, which has great piece of music, especially when the Star Destroyers are crashing down and destroying the, um, the shield gate. There's some great stuff here. But I'm actually going to put it in for Burying the Dead uh, by Kevin Kiner, which is the, the last bit of music from the end of the Clone Wars, which is just a beautiful little piece of music that you know, it, it, it kind of really hits you in, in that moment. And it's a great little, little bit, uh, a, a great way to kind of, Capstone, the end of value of Star Wars, and that, that's my nomination there. I'll allow it, I guess. Thank you. Well, you know, don't really much, you don't really have much choice in it because. Uh, no, I don't. I'm... Well, that being said, though, you are editing it, so you could just make it so this never happened. <laughs> right, I'll tell you another great bit of music from um, uh, not Jedi Survivor, the first one, Fallen Order. Um, <laughs> there's, there's the bit of music that Cal Kestis is listening to when he's on the train on the way to the scrapyard. 
That's a banging bit of music. <laughs> oh, that is a banging bit of music. Moving away from kind of the wider stuff, let's 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 nail it down in here. Let's nail down Star Wars. Who is the best character? Now I I can see a, there's a there's a question coming up ahead of us. Uh, so you're asking me best character, but you also then have most love slash favorite character. So my question is, what is what what, do you, what are your character? Uh, what what are your definition of best that is separate from favorite? I mean, the best character, as in who is the the best narrative, the best journey, who has who is the best character or the most intriguing character the one that delivers the most your favorite doesn't you know your favorite character does not have to be the best character by a long way i mean i suppose if a question is you know, by best we're saying who has the the, the, the biggest range over their journey mm-hmm. it's probably going to be vader slash anakin even using the, the reduced machete order whatever you want to do you know that that's uh, that's quite a whirlwind we go on there. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I'm just trying to. You see, you see by saying best, you 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 really really um, but best not being favourite, it's, it's it's really kind of stifling there. So I'm just trying to think. I mean, it can also be your favourite. That's allowed. Well, I, I know that is, but uh, I mean, that's the other thing. Is, who would I say is my favourite? Again, being forced to limit it to just the films. <laughs> yes, limiting to just the films, because we've only watched the films. I, I mean, if I was going to cheat a little bit, I would actually probably say it's Cassian Andor. But most he of that character the development... It doesn't matter. The character development stuff takes place in the series, which, again, is cheating, because you're getting a lot of that backstory and stuff is fleshed out, not in the films. That doesn't matter. Um, Okay. That is your favourite no. character in the film. Not the best. Cassian Andor is not the best character in the movies, but they are your favourite because no, I'm, I'm of. I'm not saying they're, they're my favourite. I'm not saying they're my favourite. I'm trying. I'm That's trying to establish best by your rules here. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I heard is is Cassian Andor is your favourite character in all of Star Wars. Look, Cassian Andor and fucking Andor is fucking amazing, uh, and he's a lot of fun. Um, who's your best? What, what do you put as the best character? So I think. You're right. I think Vader possibly is the best character in this wider piece that we've got. He has the most impact, even though it's technically the Emperor kind of directing him. I'd say most iconic. Certainly most iconic. Um, And I think he is... His presence is still felt in the sequels, even though he's not there. And I think that's... That's a really good character that can do that. Yeah. I also think you could argue that Luke is one is the best character, um, but then I think the prequels do a lot to take away from that. If you didn't have the prequels, and I think if you were looking at just our reframed order, Luke mm-hmm. is the best character because um, it's his journey um, yeah. and it's framed as such. But yeah, I think I think best as in yeah the most. Um, Iconic, the one that has the most impact on the narrative and the one that kind of resonates is Darth Vader. Mm. Fair. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Favourite character, though. That one's easy for me. Okay, who's your favourite then? It's Palpatine. <laughs> it's Palpatine, although, although with, with the caveat, 
Rise of Skywalker, we're just not touching that. But but I'm um, oh, sorry. Ian McDermott knows exactly what films he's in at all times and is having the fucking time of his life in every frame, in every shot that he is in. Uh, and he's a sassy bitch. I mean, you look at him in Revenge of the Sith City. You know, they've captured Palpatine. They've taken him to, 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 to the ship as a hostage and they've given him his phone from Return of a Jedi and given him a wonderful panoramic view of a battle going on. He still is commanding, even though he's a prisoner. And... Just the, the line delivery. Have you ever heard of a tragedy of Darth Plagueis for wise? Just just the way he is chewing on all of the scenery. Go, oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. I, I love him. He's so much fun. So for me, my favourite character is Palpatine. That's fair. Um, I have two that I struggle to, to decipher between, um, and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi um, and Princess Leia, or General Leia. Um I think as a woman and growing up, you know, Princess Leia, she is the self-rescuing princess. She is strong, independent. She She's the only woman in most of the series. <laughs> um, also ignoring <laughs> Rise of Skywalker because fuck that fucking movie. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, when you it's, say Obi-Wan, which, which Obi-Wan though? Oh, you know which Obi-Wan. You know oh, which yeah. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Um, just, 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 just sitting here stroking my moustache in the same manner that uh, old Ewan hmm. would. Hello there. <laughs> and I think, yeah, obviously the Obi Wan series was not great um, for for reasons we have uh, mentioned throughout. But I think Ewan McGregor makes Obi Wan a great character, a really great character. Um, and some of the kind of comics and stuff that he's been in are really great and I like it when he turns up in Rebels and other things um, but the same with Leia she's she's a beloved character and is treated as such thankfully um, but she she is a Jedi you know when we we were ignoring the last movie because fuck it um, you know she did go through her Jedi training she does have a lightsaber but she has picked another way to to fight the good fight without having to have the weapon of 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 the jedi you know that's for her brother to do and you know we don't she's had a child but she's not defined by having her child and her partner who is han solo who's fucked off um to have a midlife crisis somewhere um with his giant teddy bear um you know and yeah leia just encapsulates and i think as a kid she encapsulated so much um i named my dog leia for goodness sake like you know there's 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 some affinity to this this character and yeah she's she's uh, i think she does out when obi-wan actually now i'm speaking about it out loud yeah soz <laughs> fair enough so Ge- general leia or princess general, leia depending on your princess general, general, slash, princess. Leia, general yes. slash princess leia organa you can go first <laughs> oh this one's tough i don't actually think jar jar is the worst character oh no not not not, not by a country mile um i think I mean, they I, are I, I would i would go as far as to say that in attack of the clones anakin is the worst character but that's only in attack of the clones yeah and this is over the whole conglomerate of everything and i'm, um, and I'm reluctant to just pick people who are bit parts only one because you know there's dexter jetster whatever his name is the uh the, the, the diner owner who's pretty terrible um yeah but as you say it's it's one yeah one scene so, in one movie so i think that i think the most useless character which is not the question i've asked but the most useless is bubba fett absolute waste of time what is the point in this guy dead he does have a cool co- uh, costume, though. He does have a cool costume, but he's he's the shittest character. But he's not the worst. Um, 
I'm I'm tempted to say the worst is C3PO because he annoys me so much. Through way more of this movie than I, uh, way more of the series than I remember, he's super irritating. I, um, a lot of that comes down to the prequels and the sequels because in the original trilogy, C3PO is not thirds. as annoying. That's two thirds of the series. Yes, I, I, I'm, however, making a point that. Going into this, I was expecting to hate three PO throughout, but he is the, the trope of him being really annoying only really came about in the prequels, and then it was dialed up to eleven in the sequels. So, but again, three PO is an absolutely valid um, one to put in there. I don't know if that's the one I would put. Though. So, so who is the worst for me? <sighs> tricky, tricky, tricky. Who would I put as worst character? Oh, actually, I know who I'd put down as worst character. Go on, then. Who's the worst character? It's Newt fucking Ginray. Oh, oh. The, the racist stereotype oh. from the Panther Menace, who is kind yeah. of responsible for everything. It's it's a terrible stereotype. It's a useless character which goes nowhere and doesn't really seem to do anything. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's Newt Gunray I would put down as the worst character. And, okay, it's only in the prequel films... But look, uh, if, if it's got to be across the bulk of films, I, I can't help you. But yeah, I, I would probably go with Newt Gunray is, my, is certainly my least favourite and arguably worst character. That, that, that's that's my one. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I will I will accept that. Is is but yeah, C three PO in the in the prequels and the sequels was just awful. Yes awful awful um and that's kind of my main chunk of people if i'm talking like more side characters or ones that uh, i yeah i i agree with your your statement um but yeah i i actually kind of i've come out of this hating jar jar less than i remember he's really bad in the phantom menace but is basically written out of the next two other than to be an advisor to padme well he's just part of the delegation but he has I think I think two lines in all of Star Wars after Phantom Menace. And do you know what? Delivered perfectly. Great, love it. Yeah. Um I I would also possibly argue um the worst character, um, which is of no fault of the person playing them, um, and entirely down to the abysmal script and narrative, is Padme. Yeah, uh I, I think that's definitely a case to be made there. Um She is given she has no agency other than she was a non-democratically elected ruler slash princess child she dates a forbidden Jedi has and just she's she's and again I'm not putting this down to the actress but also uh, she's I actually mm, is she the worst character because her effects aren't felt any further than the prequels she's not really she's not part of the original trilogy um at all you know it's not uh, it's not a point other than when leia says i remember my mother um which then she clearly doesn't um (laughs) and then she has no like i am so bored of it always being about darth vader and and anakin and never about padme when you know there's there's two of them here two of them made these children um and i think well actually is padme the worst character oh maybe padme's the worst character Pam is pretty terrible, but I, I'm, I am personally reluctant to award worst character to one of only two female, well, three female characters in the entire Star Wars saga. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's tough, isn't it? It's, really, it's like the worst character, barely in it. Uh, but I think 
Padme has had so little effect. She was she was a womb for this, basically. She was a, a MacGuffin. And then she lost the will to live. <laughs> yeah, actually, I am going for Padme. As a woman, I'm going to say Padme. I, I, get, I know she's one of only, like, two prominent women, but she could have been so much more. She could have been so much better, and they got the talent in to do that, and they wasted it. And they wasted That's it narratively. Fair. You know, she is never referenced again. Once she dies... That bitch is gone. You know, there's nothing. She is. She is. But it's all about Anakin. For the I mean, reason you say that you say, you, say, you, say, you say that, Rachel. But you do know there was a comic where you can find out how she got her red arm. Nah, fuck it. C three PO is the worst character. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a toss up between the two for me. But I, I accept your 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 racist trade dispute uh, as well. <laughs> it's, it's pretty terrible. This is, I guess. A, a bigger question maybe okay. I don't know um, <laughs> what do you think is the biggest misstep in the entire series hiring J.J. Abrams to do the third film in the sequel trilogy not to do the first in the sequel trilogy as well no because as, as the issues I have with Force Awakens it, it's a bad film and Phantom Menace is a bad film Attack of the Clones is a bad film um it, it's fine, and a lot of people really enjoy the Phantom Menace, uh, uh, Force Awakens. You know, even when I watched it for this one, it's not offensively bad and terrible. But by bringing him back to do the Rise of Skywalker under the time constraints that he had, when he he had a very distinct image in his mind how he wanted that trilogy to go, and decided to he was going to do that trilogy, even though that isn't what's set up. Effectively, you could watch. Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker leaving out The Last Jedi and it would make as much sense as if you had watched it probably makes more sense than watching The Last Jedi in between you know, might be it, less angry as well to be honest I'm, I, I might well be I, I, and I think I said this at the time when we did the uh, Rise of Skywalker I said if you went if Rise of Skywalker was the second in a J.J. Abrams trilogy I'd probably be less annoyed with it than I am as, it, as the final film in the saga because Basically, everything that Leia's doing with Rey in Rise of Skywalker, I think, is what he wanted Luke to be doing with Rey at the time. Um, what? Having yeah. half conversations that make no sense? As in training her to be a Jedi. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I guess you, that's you, also... You, you were there. In fact, I believe you've edited it, so you, you, you've listened to that many times. You, you know what I'm talking about. But I think... I do. I do. In, in, in the macro sense, what's a biggest misstep? And without basically turning around and saying, making that film or, you know... How, doing doing anything beyond the first three films. I think the biggest misstep was having J.J. Abrams be the director of Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I, I think that's a, a really solid uh, answer. I'm not... I, I agree. That was a pretty big misstep. Um, I'm actually going to go a bit further back than that, and I'm going to go to the prequels, and I'm going to say the misstep there was George Lucas directing and writing the prequels as well as everything else. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think along the same vein as what you're saying, you know, having um, someone else come in and write those movies or direct those movies, I think directing particularly more than writing, because um, that's how we ended up with Empire and Return of the Jedi, um, is it was a, it was it was taken away from George, wasn't it? It was it, other people kind of came in. It wasn't taken away, but George Lucas had a, uh, I think it was a heart attack after doing Star Wars, and he couldn't cope with the stress uh, of doing that so delegated those responsibilities I, I will push back slightly on that one though uh, for a discussion that we had when we did the episode talking about the Matrix uh, Resurrections in that those are George Lucas' Star Wars films because George Lucas wrote the films he wanted to make 
they're not great they're terrible but they're the films that he wanted to make whereas the rise of skywalker and the sequel trilogy they are corporate films and and i think the difference between what's going on with the prequel trilogy to the sequel trilogy is george lucas is telling a story he wants to make it's a terrible story he shouldn't have made it but it is his story to tell and if we don't like it well tough whereas rise of skywalker was being made as a product to cap off 40 years of someone else's storytelling to give a satisfying conclusion to it uh so i i think although i do not like a lot of what lucas did with um the, the prequel trilogy i don't think it's my place to tell him he's wrong to tell that story in the way that he did no no i, I agree it's it's his money it's his story they're his characters he can do what they want um but i think that i think it was definitely he shouldn't have he, he basically should have had someone else do it i'm with you there <laughs> yeah um so I, I for me i will take them as equal weighting is i think i think if george hadn't had such a, a creative control of the prequels we probably would not have ended up where we ended up i think i think i, think I said we, at the time it, the, the problem is rick mccullum just didn't have the balls to tell him no wasn't it oh possibly equally that but yeah i think yeah. that's so that's one yeah uh, but equally i will say bringing jj back to do the last film um and i think a different misstep um they made and again this is this is corporate misstep is just churning films out or trying to churn films out so quickly um well, it's, it's setting the release date before you've even started the production which mm-hmm. because you're, tr- you're you're trying to hit a bottom line for a, a, a an earnings call and it means when you do have things rise up like the director's left or, you know, there's just, you know, a pandemic's hit, you're still trying to force to hit a release date. You, you know, you're putting out a, a terrible product and that's quite apparent. And I think, so I think that's an, I, I, that is as much a misstep. And actually that misstep is what led them to take JJ back in the first place, I think, because it was someone that knew the property, knew the way they worked and was available to do it right now. Well, I think I think what you have there is the same reason why they brought Josh Whedon in to do uh, the Justice League. It's because they <laughs> thought that the audience yeah. would be on board with it. They thought, "Oh, you'd love this other thing that they did, so we'll bring them in to do that." And I think that was the misstep there. I, I, I think literally any other director that was brought in to do Rise of Skywalker, without the baggage of having made the first one in the trilogy, mm-hmm. and without having their own preconceived ideas over what would have happened after the first film would have been a better choice but because it was jj jj very much was like well i'm going to finish telling my story but you're not george lucas and you don't own it well yeah uh, so so that that is uh, yes i i'm 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 sticking the blame for firmly on mr mystery box in that case biggest misstep narratively in the context of the story that we're being told so not not creative choices or anything like that but the actual just that's it no 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 discussion just ray palpatine i mean does if, if, if you go back about what we're on episode 12 now go yeah back three episodes yeah uh, there's, there's like an hour and a half of us talking about why it's an hour to misstep but basically undoing this sense that ray is a nobody and her legacy is not important she is important because of who she is not because of who her parents is and just turning around and saying no nope, you're palpatine <laughs> that's the biggest narrative misstep I can't disagree with you on that one. Yep. 
<laughs> I had something more posthumous uh, to mention, but no, nah, fuck it. It's Ray oh, no, Palpatine. Uh, just just no, no. Do have interest. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> um, and, well, I mean, I can. It was making Luke and Leia twins and not having Leia as a secret child in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then her being pregnant again. Um, yeah, I, I th- I'm, I'm, sti- I'm sticking with Ray as a Palpatine. Yeah, mine, mine, was, mine was more subtle. I get it. Mine was a subtle answer. Yours was um, yours nope. had uh, nope, nope. Mine was, mine was a Death Star. You may fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that didn't take as long as I thought that one might. Never mind. Moving on. Um, what was your what was the biggest what the fuck moment or biggest surprise in the series for you? Not, for me, yeah. And it's a moment in The Last Jedi, and it's a visual moment. It's the moment when Admiral Holdo uh, engages the hyperdrive to ram uh, Snoke's flagship because it's a shot unlike anything we'd ever seen in Star Wars prior to that. The music builds, you see the stars, and then it goes to absolute silence. And you have this amazing shot, which is almost in black and white, of this streak hitting the ship and then shattering, and all the Star Destroyers behind it shattering. And it was... It was the loudest silence I've ever heard in a cinema. And then there was the explosion afterwards. And it it, it stopped me dead. It was just like, holy fuck. At no point any, any time in any Star Wars film had a, had a moment like that. And because I was born after the original film came out, I'd grown up knowing what lightsabers were. I'd grown up knowing that Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. But these weren't revelatory moments for me. So it didn't have that kind of impact. But that moment literally had an impact on me as in a whoa that was amazing so for me it's uh, the hold on maneuver i have the same um history with the property i guess as you do although i'm a bit younger i still wasn't yeah, yeah, just keep telling everyone about that yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> no no but but, but but there was no i always knew what lightsabers were i can't remember yeah. a time in my life when i didn't know what a lightsaber was or luke no you know no luke i am your father that that has always been in the pop pop culture yeah. kind of existence for my entire life uh so there's no there's no connection to any of those being like big surprises because they're not surprises um i think i i, I i'm i'm gonna pick a different uh what the fuck biggest surprise moment um because while i agree that that is visually that was like holy fuck something different mm-hmm. um for the sake of picking something different um i'm actually going to say my biggest what the fuck slash surprise moment was in rise of skywalker and it is when out of absolute nowhere poe dameron stands there and says somehow Palpatine has returned <laughs> because yeah, that's, yeah that's, there was that's, that's, no that's, that's a lot of what the fuck <laughs> because it had and it wasn't it wasn't surprises in like oh boy that's great it was like the fuck like it was it was not a pleasant surprise um, because I wasn't playing Fortnite at, at the time um, and because I saw it on release day and and this had been like hidden information it was it came so out of nowhere and it completely fundamentally changed the last 15 years of my life my understanding of star wars and what had happened and what we had been told had happened completely changed in that moment because the bad guy lived and has been doing shit for the last 30 years in canon and 15 20 years in real life i mean i I will say uh 
I, I knew Palpatine was coming back into the film because they announced it at Star Wars Celebration beforehand. So that kind of reveal was ruined. It, it was just how lazily they decided to just, you know, not even bother to trying to attempt to explain it in the film. It's just ah, somehow he's returned. Uh, and, and, and thinking that was good. I, I will say another great what the fuck slash surprise moment in The Last Jedi is when uh, Kylo kills Snoke. Yes. Because it's just, even in the moment when you know it's coming in the build-up, it's just not something that you that happens like that. And, and the way it's shot is, is fantastic. Um, what do you think is the legacy of this these films these this trilogy let's let's talk about the skywalker trilogy what is the legacy of the skywalker trilogy i mean i don't think you can just talk about skywalker trilogy without talking about star wars as a wider um thing because uh they're they're one and the same i think in many ways you have shows which spun off from it but they are part of its legacy and i think star wars is (laughs) I think Star Wars and comic books have really become uh, mythology in, in, in the same way if we think back to, you know, uh, the, the Greek pantheons and, you know, the Egyptian deities and, you know, the, the stories that we look back and laugh at, you know, religions and, and, and ancient cultures for for having and believing in. I think Star Wars now is in a very real sense that for the 20th and the 21st centuries, people take these things incredibly seriously to to the point that they put so much weight and belief uh, and so much of themselves into it which i think is why you have so so many um spicy takes online and people get very upset if you if you talk shit about their favorite or if you like a thing that they don't like and and i really do think that uh you know these are now I, i i wouldn't be surprised at all if in 500 years time things like star wars were thought of in the same way as we think of things like Zeus and Hercules and the Odyssey and, and, and things along those lines. I, I think that is ultimately the legacy of of, of Star Wars. It, it's it's 20, 20th century mythology. Despite the fact it's set a long time ago in a galaxy, in a galaxy far, far away. galaxy far, far away, yeah. I think, I don't think you're, you're wrong in that. I do think Star Wars has that kind of place in in the world i think i think the legacy of star wars is us is people like us because it was such a gateway for so many into science fiction and fantasy and otherworldliness or you know there was no this is the first film i ever remember seeing that was like this and how I think it's fair to say that well I think we've definitely said it Star Wars completely revolutionised cinema and changed cinema irreconcilably yeah it it, it changed (laughs) cinema forever and you know we could say well that was just the original but actually the prequels did the same they equally revolutionised cinema with the advent of digital um, filmmaking techniques and digital recording and then the sequels love them or hate them they completely yet again change the hollywood studio method and in my opinion not for the better the way we produce films and what we produce films for so the legacy for me of star wars is massive because we would not 
be here talking about these sort of things we would not engage with these sort of things probably without Star Wars because it was so despite the fact it's a combination of a lot of other things put together it was a unique melting pot of stuff together and I think you're right I think it does have that air of Greek mythology about it and you know stuff like that but also I think there's an element of you know the 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 earliest 20th century had Hans Christian Andersen and Brothers Grimm and those kind of stories and I think that is our you know these are I'm not going to say modern day fairy tales because again they're not set now but that's that's a space they fill in our our world I'm just saying at some point there's going to be a council in Nicaea who's going to decide that the prequels are no longer canon and don't count and they're not going to be included in the official recordings of the Skywalker saga going forward <laughs> Controversially, though, they will allow for Rise of Skywalker. So, oh yeah, because that's the one they made. <laughs> they need to keep making money on that. Um, yeah. I mean, you say that that's essentially what Disney are doing with Fox's X Men. Yeah, well, I mean, they they did this when uh, Disney bought Star Wars and they d- declared the EU was now Legends and so forth. It, people redefine what you know what is true, what is tr- what is the truth there, and because people put so much of themselves into it, it really annoys them when it is no longer truth. Um, but uh, yeah. So, final question. Final, okay. final question. What is next for Star Wars? And what would you like to see next from Star Wars? Uh, what is next for Star Wars? Well, I think the next one up is uh, Bad Batch Season 3 um, and possibly The Acolyte. Or is it Skeleton Crew? Skeleton Ahsoka Crew Season first. 2 is clearly coming along. Um, plus Mandalorian Season 4 is, is a given. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um I mean, Star Wars will continue to exist uh, as as, uh, as as content for Disney for as long as Disney is trying to push Disney+. Plus. They will not let it rest. They will not let it life arrow, uh, which is a shame, but that's just the way it is. Um, it, it, as far as films go with Star Wars, I imagine it's probably going to be Filoni spinning off something from the Mandoverse um, is the next film we're likely to get because... It's been such a tumultuous time trying to make any Disney uh, Star Wars film since The Rise of Skywalker. Um, uh, so I, I think that's what we're likely to get next. What would I like to see next? Are, are we talking specifically films? Uh, well, give me two parts. Give me specifically the films you'd like to see and then just more generically than that. Uh. I mean, as far as specifically the films I would like to see, there's, there's, there's maybe two answers there. I, I would love to see, <laughs> for my very particular niche sort of interest, I would love to see a almost Master and Commander-esque story about a rebellion frigate raiding Imperial lines, like a, a naval high drama thing. Not quite Rogue Squadron that Paddy Jenkins is going to do, but, you know, along those sort of lines. Uh, you know, give like me a, a war hornblower. Story. Like a hornblower. Give, give me a, a hornblower in Star Wars. Uh, that, that's, that's what I would quite like to see. But failing that, um, I don't really know. Because every time they've tried to move away from the original trilogy, it's just caused people to be very, very vocally angry. And also, if you're moving far enough away that you don't recognise it as Star Wars, why call it Star Wars? Just call it something else. Make it original property. Make it something new. I have no interest in seeing Rebel Moon, but he's basically making his Star Wars film there, so more power to him. Um, 
I don't I don't honestly know what I would like to see going forward from Star Wars in the cinema. The, the obvious answer you always used to be to see the Thorn trilogy. Um, but it looks like we're kind of getting that now in the TV shows and in the films and with Disney just doing it more for content than story. Um, yeah, I suppose what I would like to see, I, I would like to see you have a writer and a director who have a strong story and a passion to tell it and be allowed to do so. That's what I would like. So like Rogue One. Uh, I've already, I've been over my issues with Rogue One, and I, I, I don't think Rogue One is as good as I, I, even you, mate. I, I think Rogue One was also a, a, it was chopped down from what it could have been. Oh yeah, but what I meant is a director came with with this is what I want to make, and they were given the money to go off and make it. And then allowed to make it, yes. Yes, um, for me, I would like to see in terms of the Star Wars universe, I would love to see some High Republic. Um, espionage meets spy thriller slash Arthurian knights with lightsabers uh, content because I'm I'm really bored of hanging around in this same kind of 60 year period I want to see I, you know we, we always talk about how wonderful the Jedi were well alright show me show me how wonderful these Jedi were or you know give me some some outlying Jedi and that some of that is happening in the comics oh look it's happening in the comics um but I'd like to see How some of that. How did you get that red arm, Rachel? <laughs> oh, well. Um, so I think I'd like to see that in live action. I would also like to see something... I'd like to see more war stuff from Star Wars, actually. I think that's what, you know, those sort of social commentaries on war are really good. And I'd like to see some... some not quite Hormler in space, but that kind of... But if we're talking like one specific thing, I'd really love to see Dr. Aphra make it over to uh, to live action, to a, to a film. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I, that's, I mean, that's basically Indiana Jones in space, and I'm definitely here for that. Yeah, Lady Indiana Jones in space. Um, if I have to stick to the time periods that, we, that we're already stuck with, you know, the, the Skywalker era, I would really love to see some proper layer um, stuff you know either after she's done her training so she's she's got a bit of jedi superpower or beforehand and see her be this badass woman that we all know her to be the self-rescuing princess um and really flesh out that character i i've certainly found it really interesting to go and watch all these films even solo twice um (laughs) yes maybe not solo twice but you know once i think i have Nothing has hugely changed my mind other than a little bit of my opinion on the prequels. But mostly my opinion has stayed the same and I love the ones I love and I still fucking hate Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's fair. I, I mean, I, I think the biggest one for me is how much I enjoyed Skywalker uh, Solo compared to no, how much no, I... No, no, I'm going to edit it. How much you enjoyed Sky... Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're not. How, no, how much not. I enjoyed Solo uh, compared to my... And, and I think a lot of that comes down to... My experience with Andor since then, I can see the show it could be there. And it kind of makes me sad that that isn't a thing. Uh, I, I do love Andor and I, I really do think people should um, uh, check that out. Um, people should really check out Andor. Rachel. No idea what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'd like to see more of that. Um, but yeah, uh, for, for me... <laughs> I, I will continue to, to watch and consume Star Wars media just because you know, 
spaceships is my bag, baby, uh, and and I, and I will enjoy it. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they will do with the films going forward. I will probably go and see them, uh, although I doubt I'll be doing any midnight screenings because yeah, fuck that noise. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I think on the whole, it's just important to remember that they're just stories. Uh, they're just fun little things. People shouldn't get too upset if you like if if you like something that you don't like. Um, then it's fine. Live and let live. Uh, by all means, have 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 discussions about it. Have a joke. But if if it starts getting heated and people getting angry about it, um, yeah, uh, chill. I mean, it's not like it's into darkness or anything. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think these are great stories and they are cultural defining stories and the impact they've had on society and pop culture. I don't think we can even begin to quantify in any of these podcasts but at the end of the day they are stories and we don't have to like what someone else created we don't have to agree with the choices that have been made and we don't have to agree with the direction people have chosen to tell their stories it might have not been what we've done but that is one person's creative choice when it is one person's creative choice I think I think I am glad to have existed in a time when I got to enjoy the the original series before the prequels and then the prequels and now the sequels I'm not sure my opinion of Star Wars would be the same if I had been born in the sequels area yeah I, I, I imagine it'd be uh, it would be quite different um, growing up with this era now uh, yeah. but ultimately I've had fun just discussing stories with someone else that loves discussing stories about silly fantasy spaceships and laser swords Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. And you now have uh, 353 days to try and convince me to do another one of these bloody shows. So uh, good yeah, luck with we'll, that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think uh, I think we could we could obviously uh, revisit Star Andy, Wars. does this smell like chloroform to you? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might come to me with an idea. It might happen. Oh, shit. Too much chloroform. <laughs> <laughs>